Hi, I'm Renee Crandall, and you're listening to the Wake Up Your Life podcast, a personal development podcast for women where we'll discuss how to live intentionally today and every day. I want to be a better version of myself this year than I was last year, five years from now versus five years ago, and I want to encourage you in that same journey. I hope my words each week leave you feeling inspired and empowered to wake up your life and go after who you truly desire to be. I'm in this with you to coach you and cheer you on. I believe in you. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week of the Wake Up Your Life podcast. Today, it is gloomy outside. There is snow coming down, and I am tired. (laughs) Just being really real with how I feel right this second. I know that I really am in no place to have an attitude about the weather and the fact that it is still very much winter where I live because I enjoyed about three weeks in Hawaii with beautiful weather. So that was truly a gift and I know it. And I know that that is a break from winter that not all of you got. I am counting my blessings, but genuinely I thought that when I came back after that trip that I wouldn't see snow again until November. But here we are with snow and I'm not loving it. It's not supposed to snow that much, so we're going to be okay. But still, I just, I really wish I lived in a warm, sunny climate. And if any of you listening live in a warm, sunny climate and you have friends and family that live there with you, Please realize how blessed you are and how badly I want that life. But my friends and my family who I love dearly live in this city and unfortunately we experience all the seasons while Isaac and I would love to live in Hawaii and we have talked about it several times. Even being there three weeks made both of us realize, specifically me, more so me, that we really love our home and where we live because that's where our friends and family are. But if our friends and family decided to move to Hawaii in a heartbeat, we would move as well. So that's kind of where we are. That's how I'm feeling today. Don't love the weather, but I am here. I'm going to show up. We're going to talk about important, encouraging things today because I want to be here to serve you and to encourage you, even though I'm feeling tired and not really feeling so pumped up today than compared to the way I usually do some days. So today's also work-wise a big day of meetings and it's just a big meetings week at work. So I am just feeling a little drained (laughs) with the mental capacity. But all of that to say, I'm not saying that for you to feel bad for me. I am saying that so that you know that there are just some weeks when I start recording and I have a topic that I care about that I want to talk about with you that there are some times where I'm just like, I'm pretty tired and I'm not necessarily feeling all the words and know exactly what I'm going to say. And it's okay. I'm still showing up anyway. And maybe that's a word for you. Maybe that's what you need to hear today, that you're going to have days where you're really not going to feel like doing what you need to do, but just do it anyway, because you're going to feel better that you did. And the work is still meaningful and whatever's on your schedule that maybe you don't have the energy for it's still worthwhile and there's still importance behind it. So, so just do it. Just show up. Even if maybe you aren't feeling it a hundred percent, 
We still need you to show up in this world and give what you can give. And that is what I'm doing today. So all of that said, today we're going to talk about this quote that I love that I heard a long time ago. And it's a quote by Tony Robbins, which basically he says, where focus goes, energy flows. Today's topic is all about the concept, what are you focusing on? And the power of your thoughts when it comes to where your focus is. So I listened to Rachel Hollis' podcast recently, and she had talked about the power of focus and just being really intentional of thinking, where are you putting your attention? Because wherever you're putting your attention when it comes to your work or your finances or your health or your life or your house or relationships, whatever it is that you are intentionally hyper-focused on in your life, you're going to put energy towards it and the energy is going to come back to you. What I mean by that is, I feel like this is an example that's pretty relatable. If you have a job that you really don't like that much and you are hyper-focused on all the things that are wrong with it, you are going to feel all of the things that are wrong with it. It's going to be very imbalanced, essentially. Like you're going to be looking for, you're going to be focused on what's not working. Therefore, you're going to become very aware of what's not working. And then whatever is good or is a blessing or is meaningful in the work you're doing in the job you have is going to start to feel really diminished and at points probably non-existent. So that energy is going to come back to you based on where you're putting that focus and that emphasis. So as it is with anything, where you focus in whatever area of your life and you're putting all of that effort and that investment, if it's positive, if you're focusing on the positive or you're focusing on what you can control and you're creating action out of that, that energy is going to be a lot more positive coming back at you versus focusing on all the things that are horrible or just not working as you expected they would it's going to drain you. And then that's going to be the energy that's just going to continue to compound on you. And what I've learned, especially when I'm in a season that isn't great, or I'm facing something at work or in my personal life, that if I continue to dwell on what's not working or what sucks, then that's all that I'm going to see. It's all that my mind is going to start to default to always look for. Because you've heard me say this so many times, our thoughts are so powerful and our thoughts that we have on the situations we're in is going to dictate how we feel and our feelings are then going to affect our actions. So essentially, the way you think directly correlates to the way you act because it creates the feeling of either positive or negative emotions and either making you feel like, wow, you you do have empowerment to change something in your life or you feel helpless and out of control. It all starts with what are you focusing on? And one thing that's so helpful, especially when it comes to a season of life being overwhelming or something that is frustrating or just any challenge in general is to not focus on the difficult aspects of it, to not focus on all the things that are wrong or all the things that are outside of my control. That's not helpful. If you continue to put your energy and your thoughts into all the reasons why something's awful, you're not going to make a difference in the situation. If anything, you're going to feel more overwhelmed 
So you're so you're not approaching the stressful situation in a way that can actually help you if you're just focusing on all the reasons why it's awful. That being said, what I tell myself and what I'm encouraging you to do is if you have an area of your life that is hard right now and feels wildly out of your control, think about instead what can you control? What can you do? And start there. So if it's something that is wildly outside of your control and maybe you're just waiting for results, you're waiting for the outcome, you're waiting for feedback, you're waiting on a job offer, whatever it may be, when you're in that season of waiting, there's really not a whole lot you can do, right? I mean, we know what that feels like where you're just kind of clawing at the wall thinking, I just need an answer. I just need to know the outcome. Focusing on that is going to cause you to just spiral out of control. So instead, it's thinking, okay, in that situation, what can you do? You can create fun plans to distract you. Distraction isn't always a bad thing. I think sometimes we think that if we're doing things to distract us when we're in a season of waiting, that we're supposed to just sit and bear it and go through the waiting until we have the outcome and then and then we're going to do things that are life-giving. No, 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 no. Planning the things so that you feel the input of life-giving activities or plans with people and time with friends, yeah, it's going to distract you, but in a really positive way. It's not numbing out how you feel. It's just giving your mind a redirection and giving your physical body something to do so that you can actually feel like a whole person and not just in this season of waiting or overwhelm that's just not going to help you. So one thing you can do is to create plans and to make plans that you actually enjoy and can look forward to. Another thing, of course, as we all know, is you can control your attitude. You can control your attitude. You can control your outlook. You can coach yourself through whatever it is you're facing. I do this all the time where if I find that I'm in a situation with very limited control and I don't know what I can control, I will coach myself emotionally and say, okay, Renee, you're not going to think about the things that are falling apart in this area. You're not going to think about all the things outside of your control. You're instead going to think about what's true about yourself, what's true about God, what's true about what's thriving in your life. And I start to really dwell and focus on the good things that are right in front of me so that it overshadows the stuff that's hard to process. It doesn't make those things go away, but it at least elevates my perspective so that I can continue to walk through the situation and not feel so helpless. Because I think sometimes the reason why this has been so powerful for me is because sometimes our anxiety or our depression and some of those stress-induced emotions are because we feel so out of control. And if we dwell on an aspect of our life that is causing us to spiral, that is causing us to feel out of control, the more we think about how out of control we are, the more anxiety we're going to have, the more stress we're going to feel, and the more depression we may then live into. But if you just change the verbiage in your mind from all the things that are outside of my control to what can I control in this situation. There is always something. Every single situation you face, while there may be variables that are wildly outside of your control, there is always something you can control. It may be one thing. It may just be your attitude and your perspective, or it may be a multitude of things But there's always something. And when you change the question and you change your focus on, okay, 
Like for me, okay, Renee, this is a really hard day at work. Maybe that's my example. This is a really hard day at work. There's a lot going on. I feel like I'm drowning in all the things that are on my plate and I have all these things to do after work and whatever it is, right? We know what those lists feel like. We know what those days feel like. Instead, it's re- it's shifting that perspective and with me saying, what can I control? In all of these things that are feeling pretty chaotic right now, what can I actually do? I can show up to the meetings that are in front of me. I can follow my calendar and the way it's scheduled. I can take a minute because maybe I have 15 minutes before a meeting and I can do a quick workout or go for a walk or get outside or do something that's going to make me feel less overwhelmed. Or if you are interacting, if there's someone in your life that you know you're going to interact with and they are a draining individual and you're thinking, this relationship just feels so out of control. I have to be around them, but I don't want to be around them. You can start to feel like you are out of control in a situation like that very easily. I feel like it's easy to do in relational interactions, but instead it's shifting that perspective and thinking, what can you do when you're in that interaction? Maybe you don't initiate conversation with that individual. Maybe you don't talk about certain things with that individual. Maybe it's realizing, you know what? I know that this is going to be a challenging interaction, but I have mental ways that I'm going to coach myself through it and realize, you know what, if they say something that offends me, that's way more of a reflection of them than it is of me. So I'm just going to shake it off. Like you do the preparation for that difficult interaction before you're in it. So it's looking at all different areas of our life and and as simple as it sounds, it's really powerful to just shift that question. Instead of focusing on all the things I can't control, what can you control and what can you do? And what I've found is that a lot of situations in my life, I can control more than I think. Granted, on the flip side, there's a multitude of things. There's way more things that I can't control that I think I can. But if you really narrow down the question and think about what can you do, there's always something you can do. And it's just so much more empowering. And I don't know exactly who needs to hear this today. And this isn't the super deep with lots of layers and lots of personal examples podcast episode. But as I was thinking about topics to discuss today, this concept of feeling out of control and evaluating the narrative in our mind of how we approach situations and being really intentional on where our focus goes, I thought that this could be really valuable depending on whatever season of life some of you you are in. And the area of focus also, I think, Absolutely, kind of as I've been talking about this, it makes me think that thinking about comparison specifically, are you focused on all the other things that all the other people in your life are doing and you're comparing where you are to where they are or where they are to where you are and becoming distracted by the game of comparison, whether it's people in your immediate life that you're interacting with day to day or people on social media? If your focus is always on what other people are doing and how they got to where they are because of the connections or because of whatever it is that they have that you don't have, then you're going to live out of a scarcity mindset, right? I especially see this with like businesses, hobbies, interests, things that people do. And I have struggled with this before in the past, but that I have like, we'll have this perspective of, If this person has this business over here and they're seeing success in that, then that means that if I started a business, I won't have the same success. Like we will start to kind of view each other as competition 
or this is a silly example, but this is something that I would think of all the podcasts that are out there, why would someone listen to mine? There's so much competition. There's so many people who are on social media promoting their podcast, getting more listeners. Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome for them that they're able to have that platform grow. Because they're seeing success in that area doesn't mean that I won't. Because their podcast is growing doesn't mean mine won't. It's it isn't living the the intention is to not live out of that scarcity mindset of thinking because or I guess what I'm saying is looking at specific areas of our life as a whole piece of a pie or a whole pie and thinking well if that person has this big of a slice then there's only this amount that's left for me. That's not how life works. Each of us is going to have a different perspective on things. The things that I'm talking about weekly on this podcast are not new things. And probably most of these topics are things you've already heard of, but maybe it resonates differently for you coming from me because my perspective is going to be different. That's the same with someone else also having a podcast or Isaac being a general contractor and doing home builds and renovations. If someone else was to start that company, his view wouldn't be, wow, this is direct competition to me. It's saying they're going to have a different way of doing things. They're going to have their strengths. I'm going to have my strengths. We're still going to grow and be successful because gosh, they've got the team in place to do so. They have the motivation, the integrity, the work ethic, the vision, and the passion to do so. So it's not looking at life through that lens of scarcity, but instead looking at life through the lens of abundance, of saying they're an example of what's possible. The fact that there's so many podcasts means there's so many people that are wanting to listen to podcasts. So it's showing that there is a that there's opportunity and just because one person's successful doesn't mean you can't be. And so when we shift our focus from the comparison game or how other people are doing things or why it's successful for them or, and why it's not successful for us, gosh, talk about a waste of time. I mean, honestly, like a waste of mental energy, a waste of resources, of being distracted with what they're doing. I mean, Instead of focusing on what everyone else is doing and other people's success, just focus on building your own. Just focus on the why of why you've committed to the job or the business or the health journey or the relationship growth, whatever it is that you're wanting to see growth in, focus on where you are. Don't focus on where other people are. And that's been one of the biggest things for me, especially with this podcast, is not being focused and consumed with how other podcasts grow or the amount of listeners that they have. I'm on my own path in my own lane with my own listeners that want to hear my perspective. I'm so blessed by that. Whether it's five or 500, it doesn't matter. It's saying people are showing up to listen to the topics that I'm talking about because of my perspective. It's like I could sit here and compare myself to Rachel Hollis and think, well, look at all the listeners that she has and all the platform that she's got and wow, her episodes are an hour long and the way I listen and the way I feel after listening to them, I want to talk about everything she talks about. I could be really caught up with that. But instead it's saying my life changed because of her podcast and I want to be so excited about the growth that she has and the way her platform continues to evolve and the topics she has that bless me because it fuels and fills the content and the why behind what I'm doing every week in these episodes. So it's just shifting our lens from being so outside and others focused and instead being intentional of thinking, are your eyes on your own paper? Are you focused on growing your own success and 
becoming a version of yourself that you're really proud of and that you see year after year growth that is meaningful and evolving and that something that, yeah, that makes you feel proud of who you are and what you're doing. And the less I'm consumed about what other people are doing and where people are in their paths of life and the success that they have, the happier I am. The more consumed I am with where I'm headed and the gifts I have and what's healthy in my life and what's thriving and less focused on the things that feel really outside of my control, the more fulfilled I feel because we weren't designed to dwell on what's bad. That's what takes us out. That's why people struggle with anxiety. That's why people struggle with depression because the volume of what's bad is so loud and I get why. You think about social media. You know I don't like social media for that being one of the biggest reasons is because what's bad is so inflated. And so even just in life in general, I've had conversations with some some of my friends recently where it's like, I get the world is broken. I get that bad stuff happens. There's a lot of crap out there. But dwelling on it isn't going to make any difference. Dwelling on it isn't going to make the bad situation better. It's just going to rob me of any positive emotion that I may feel. So I'm not going to give energy to it. It's not being ignorant. It's not saying, oh, that stuff doesn't exist. This world is so good and so perfect. No, of course not. It's just saying I'm not going to put focus and energy into what's bad because I don't want that bad energy back. I don't want the negativity in my life. I don't want the feelings of anxiety to be on me. And so instead it's saying, look, if that's something that that person wants to talk about and they want to talk about whatever it is that's negative in politics or religion or whatever it is that's going on, I don't want to consume it because I know for myself that when I engage in those conversations with people, even if it's people that I love deeply, it doesn't make me feel good walking away from the conversation. If anything, I'm more fired up and more irritated about how the world is broken and what's going wrong with it. And instead, I've then shifted my focus from what's healthy and thriving and how I want to show up in the world and the ways I want to grow and the perspective perspective I want to have and the way God is showing up in my life. I've taken all of that focus and instead just shifted it to all the things that are bad. The reason why I'm saying all this is because I think sometimes we just need a little bit of a reset. I think we need someone, maybe that person being me, to metaphorically take you by the shoulders and look at you and say, if you feel overwhelmed by life and you feel that this world is this awful broken place and it's really hard for you to see the good right now, evaluate what you're focusing on. Focus on the things that are good in your life or good in this world or good in your relationships or your job or your health or your relationship with God or your hobbies or your finances, whatever it is that's growing and thriving, fight to see more of that. Fight to focus on that because the cool thing, and this is what I've seen in my life, is the more focus I put into the areas that are growing and that are thriving and that are healthy, the more they grow and thrive and are healthy. The more energy and focus I put into the things that I can't control or that are hard in my life or in this world, shocker, the harder they feel, the less they start growing, and the more overwhelmed I feel in general by those aspects of my life. So I think sometimes it just comes down to really being intentional. Like You've heard me say this before, but really being intentional with our thoughts, but not just 
not just thinking, like not just having a thought and then trying to figure out how do I stop this thought, right? We've talked about rewiring the brain from that aspect of interrupting the thought and creating the new neural pathway and neuroplasticity and all of that is super, super powerful. And I really believe in it. But I think sometimes it can be as simple as if you're having a really bad day, just taking a moment and asking yourself, what am I focusing on? Why does this day feel so bad? Then kind of think about, okay, where has your attention been? What is being hyper-focused or inflated in your life that's maybe imbalance? Maybe financially you aren't where you want to be. Okay, that, that can be a real stress and a real anxiety. Or maybe your health isn't where you want it to be. And that can be really overwhelming. Those are, those are real things. Or maybe it's your job thinking, I don't like the job I have. And this is just frustrating. And with our jobs, we're there every day and it can be a lot. But instead it's saying, okay, you're not denying that, the, that those things are hard or that those things in your life need improvement. But don't let it be all-consuming. Instead, in that moment, if you're thinking, I'm having a really bad day, and I'm having a really bad day because I'm dwelling a lot on why my job sucks, okay, shift your focus. What's really good in your life? Maybe your marriage is super healthy. Maybe you have a fun vacation coming up. Maybe financially you're in a really great spot because of your job. Yeah, the job might suck. You can get a different job for sure, and I don't, and I'm not saying settle in that area. I mean, make the changes that you need to make, but don't. Don't let it be all-consuming because sometimes we can self-inflict life feeling harder than it really is because we're just giving too much energy and attention to the wrong thing. So it's just being intentional in the middle of the day or in the morning or whenever and thinking, you know what, I'm going to focus on the things that are really good. Maybe your health is really good right now, your friendships are really healthy, or your job is good, or you love where you live, or maybe your season of life has more freedom and flexibility in it now than it had before six months ago. All of these things that I'm listing are good things. It's just being intentional of thinking, it's, it's really being intentional of two things, focusing on what you can do instead of what you can't control, and shifting your focus from the from the hard things, from what's bad, to instead what's good in your life and putting way more energy into those areas of thinking about them, being grateful for them, counting your blessings in them, seeing the fruit grow from them because you're going to get that energy back. That's what I wanted to show up this week and talk about because I've been thinking about it a lot of just where's my focus? Where's my energy going? What am I thinking about? How do I feel from those thoughts and, and where that attention has been? And some of the areas of my life that I've been putting a lot of focus in hasn't felt great coming back. So it's that also reminder to me this week of saying, Renee, if you don't feel, if you don't feel positive or hopeful or whatever it is in, in these different areas of life, shift your focus as a reminder that growth is still occurring, goodness is still being compounded, and abundance is still in my midst. Because maybe if you're having a really hard week or a hard month or whatever season you're facing, like Tony Robbins said, where focus goes, energy flows. So focus on what's good and what's growing and what you're grateful for because you're going to put energy into those areas and you're going to get that positive energy back. And it can turn a bad day around. It can make a hard situation not feel so overwhelming and challenging. So I hope that this was helpful. I had a couple notes written down and then I kind of just said what I felt I wanted to say. So hopefully there was some 
organization or structure to this for you. But if it was rambly and wasn't quite as thoughtful as I was hoping it was going to be, take what's helpful, leave the rest. But at the end of the day, I hope that you enjoyed the 30 minutes today listening to the Wake Up Your Life podcast and feel a little bit more encouraged walking away. I'll be back next week with another episode and I can't wait for you to join me then. 